BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Well, hello, caviar dreamers. Hi, caviar dreamers. Checking in from our new podcast studio. The Marge's Kitchen, the unrenovated kitchen that we were in the process of renovating, but we're in quarantine. So no one's allowed in the house, right, Lex? That's right. And it's too bad this isn't smell-o-vision because when I got here, you were cooking bacon and it smells so good. I mean, nothing smells better than uh, pork to me. <laughs> oink, oink. Oink, oink. Oh, I think my nose is running. Oh, as if it's not bad enough Ooh. that we've got all this going on. Our guest should be coming <gasps> in a second, but I just want to say who it is. Barbara K from Real Housewives in New York, but she's a big entrepreneur. She's a huge entrepreneur. She's a, an incredible inspirational character. Um, she is a female entrepreneur, a pioneer in her industry. She's I mean, amazing. a woman in construction. That's really what I need. I maybe should have married Barbara instead of Joe. My house would have been done. <laughs> a sexy woman in construction. A sexy woman in construction. We're gonna talk business. We're gonna talk Housewives in New York. We're gonna talk about how she got started. So super excited to have her on. So here we go. Barbara. Oh, you're looking Hello. so glamorous. Barbara. Wow. Hi, Barbara. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes. we hear you great. Okay, good. Wait, look, I just want First of all, we're just saying, you look beautiful. You do. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you. You look great. Beautiful. Your top. We need your those earrings. earrings. You look much better in quarantine than we do. Look at yeah. me. <laughs> I put on a little hat and a weave for you. Wait, you guys look like twinsies. What's going on? Everybody uh, says we look alike. The, the lucky me. You really no, do. No, I, no. I, I know. It's Isn't that so funny? Yeah, you guys really do look alike. I think because we've worked who, together for so long. Yeah. Lexi, I mean, obviously, is a much younger version, but it's Not fine. that much younger. Yes. And who does your hair color? You guys look amazing. Well, that's true. We do. That's you know, we're, we're both platinum. We're both platinum. But my, Barbara, I have like a hair piece in attached to my hair, just like a half a wig on under my hat. <laughs> is that not funny? That's my so hair is funny. short like Lexi's. That's a problem. If we wear a hat, we look. Oh, it is? Yes, yes. So if I wear a hat, my hair is short. I look bald. So I put a hat on over my weave. 
I like your hat. Thank you. Yeah, it's that love your melon, whatever. But I, I just, it was, you know, I was rushing to be ready for it. You look gorgeous. I love your shirt, the matching earrings. You look beautiful. I try to be like all springy because you said May. So, you know, May 6th, I guess this is going to. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's going to be on May 6th. A yes. little bit different. Yeah, it looks great. So we're so excited to have you on. And, and I know you're, you're quarantining, oh, not quarantining, but, you know, sheltering at place out in the Hamptons. You know, it's Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget. You're very much an inspiration. We'll talk about, you know, it's great that you're in Housewives New York. We'll talk about that later. But I want to talk about your business. Mm-hmm. I read a lot about you, um, which I didn't know. You named, let's talk about, you started your construction company. How did you get into construction, first of all? I, I read about how, like, you built your bunk bed with your dad. Yeah, I mean, that really, if you have to think about something in the past that really was like instrumental and a turning point in your life, it was when I was nine years old. And my dad came home with two by fours and he put a hammer in my hand and I was playing with my Barbie dolls. And he said, come on, we're going to build some bunk beds so you and your sister have more room to sleep in your bedroom. And I thought it was such an odd request for, you know, a father to ask his daughter to do that. But, you know, as a young girl, my dad encouraged me and gave me the confidence to believe at a very young age, I can do anything I set my mind to do. And there's been so many obstacles along the way that I carry his encouragement and spirit with me everywhere I go. I love that. That makes me terrible. That does. That's so sweet. Oh, Lex, that's so cute. My dad was in construction. So, and he had me doing everything. I mean, I, I was wheeling a wheelbarrow, digging out like footings of buildings when I was three. So I absolutely know what you mean. I love, that's so sweet. I love that. Unfortunately, he's not with me today, but like I said, I, he's with me everywhere I go. I love that's that. So no, where, uh, now, so then where did you, where did you grow up? Did you go to school? Where did you go to school? Where did you grow up? I want to hear like you went to college. Did you think you were going to do construction? Tell us that. Okay. I grew up in the Bronx uh-huh. and then we moved to Westchester County near Rochelle, and I was always very entrepreneurial. Like I love doing people's nails and hair and makeup. Like that to me was like a great day. If somebody could like, if I could do my mom's makeup or I could do somebody's hair. So I started this little business where people would come to my bedroom and I would charge them $5. (laughs) 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 And I was always up to something, you know, like the, the girl or the boy that's always up to something. Like my mom was always saying, Barbara, what are you up to? So I went to college and I graduated with a degree in finance And after I got a job, I was making $19,000 a year. And my first boss literally overturned my desk because he was so frustrated with like, you know, because I had a voice. I wasn't like a wilting flower. And I I thought I was going to be like the head of mergers and acquisitions. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do you mean I'm a coffee gopher? You know, it was like one of those things. So um, he overturned my desk and I had an idea because my mom and her friends were talking about like their husbands and their partners not being able to do things around the house, not getting it done. And I would say, well, you ladies should know, should know how to do things for yourself. Yes. And it gave me kind of a light bulb went off in my head to start a home improvement business. So I started a home improvement business by standing outside in a shopping center in Westchester County in Scarsdale, like this affluent area. 
And I was living in Urshel at the time and I was going to like the more affluent <laughs> area, standing outside with business cards. And I would go up to women and I would say, you know, is there anything that I can help you with in your home? Um, doorknobs, painting, fixing your driveway, cracked tiles. And before I knew it, Mrs. Birnbaum from Scarsdale and Mrs. King from Edgemont were calling my house where I lived with my parents. And they would say, is a young girl named Barbara there? She's selling construction services. And I could see my mom, Barbara, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so I would look in the local paper looking for carpenters and electricians and plumbers and anything that the people called me about I would try and find the tradesmen so I would literally pick the tradesmen up and say okay I have this small job and they would do the work for me and I would charge the homeowner like a, a, a fee for managing the project and that's oh, how I started my business. I, so is that the best story in the whole world I, so great. I that is so great and that's how you that's how you learned you just learned to do construction by doing that well, a really great carpenter said, you know, you should really know how to learn to do this yourself. He put a tool belt around my, um, he gave me the tool belt. I put it around my waist and I really did a lot of carpentry with him because I didn't understand what it meant to put up drywall or what it, what it meant to do flooring. Like I didn't understand the concept of what held up walls around you. And you really, to sell something, you really have to understand it and have, you know, knowledge of what you're selling. So that's what I did for a year. I was a carpenter and I make a really lousy carpenter, by the way. <laughs> and I had an idea that I was going to contact IBM and sell my services to IBM. But, you know, it was, I know people were like, my parents were like, what are you going to do for IBM? But those are the things that never stopped me. I was like, well, IBM's going to be lucky to have my services. So I always looked at things from a positive standpoint and not like, Oh, I have a problem before I start. So I never like, it was never a fear of mine to, to not know what to do. I was always going to figure it out once I had the job. And so I um, called IBM. I called the head of purchasing for um, like, you probably know Margaret, the head of purchasing, head of facilities, head of real estate. Yes, yes. Those were like, you know, the key people to call. And um, after six months, he let me come up to his corporate headquarters in Armonk, Westchester. And I ended up getting a two-year contract to do all their small, like punch list items, like things that people, like nobody wanted to no do. No one wants to do, exactly. Yeah, fix the crack tile or like there's caulking around the, um, the light, the switch. So I started from the detail side of things in construction. And if you know construction, that's where people fail is on the detail. And that's really why I've become so successful, you know, with my construction. That company. is that, I mean, that's, I just love, love that story. Now, how old were you when you got married? I was 26. Who was, what did your husband do? He was in construction and I'll tell you <laughs> a funny story. I got a job in Bellport, Long Island to build a Van Musen. Remember Van Musen? Yes, yes, Van Musen, the shirts and yes. To Man. build this retail. It was huge. It was like a 10,000 square foot retail store. And I didn't know anybody in Long Island. So this electrical contractor said, well, I know this subcontractor that does carpentry and electrical and does it all. So I called him up. I sent him the plans and we just talked on the phone and I ended up giving him this 
portion of the project that I got. And the first time I met him was walking on to the job site at the Van Neusen retail store. And I was in a suit. So I, cause I was always like very professional. I didn't want anyone to like construe me as like somebody showing cleavage or trying to get jobs like by, you know, being that kind, you know, like sleeping around basically. Yes. Yeah. So, so I walked onto the job site and I see this guy in Lee jeans, six foot two, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes, with this Hanes white t-shirt on, this gorgeous chest with a pair of snips, like electrical snips in his hand and a, um, a metal studs and he was snipping the studs. And I said, oh my God, who is that guy? Well, that was my husband. That's your husband. Oh my God, I love it. I married the guy. He was so hot. So we met on the job site. We ended up like doing work over the years together. But, you know, then we, got, we had a son and then we got divorced. How long were you guys married for? Five years. Five years. That's fine. That's fine. You know what? I, I'm all over. It's like you get in, you ma marry the hot guy, you had a great son, yeah. and that, then it's over with. Exactly. You know it was perfect. And then it's, you were, you know, success on your own. That's what I love. A hustler, a woman who was like amazing. You know what I also love? Because I knew way, I knew about you for a very long time because I was always impressed. You had a woman's toolkit that I loved and I, and I had. So tell us about that. Because I don't know if everybody knows that, that you had like this amazing woman's toolkit that was so great. It was in Home Depot. It was in every major retailer. Tell me about that. What year did you create that woman's toolkit? Because you were in licensing, right? Yeah. So I created it. Thank you for saying that. Because a lot of people don't realize like what that, that side of the business that I built. So after 9-11, um, in 2002, I was building a number of homes in the Hamptons, spec homes. And, you know, after 9-11, things stopped and uh, my business was really taking a turn. I, I actually was doing more business than I can, than I was able to handle. And my operations weren't doing as well. So, you know, I look back on it now and I, and I almost thank God for all the mistakes I made because that gave me the, the learning experience to be able to be successful again after. So I don't want to jump ahead, but yes. um, I decided after watching an episode of sex in the city, when Samantha, I don't know if you remember this episode, but Samantha bought her own apartment in the meatpacking district. Yes, yes. She called the boyfriend to hang the curtains because there were a bunch of like hookers screaming at her. Yes, the hookers, yes. And she was sick in this episode and she called the boyfriend to hang the curtains and she, he was like, well, are you going to have sex with me? And she's like, no, I'm sick. And he ended up hanging up on her. And there was a shot of her trying to hang the curtains on her own. And that was my eureka moment to create the Barbara K line of tools. So what I did was I designed a, I, I hired an industrial um, designer because I had an idea for a kidney shaped toolkit that held 30 of the most essential tools that any woman would ever need in their home. And those were the tools that, those were the tools that the women asked me about early on when I first started, how to hang a picture, how to fix a leaky faucet. So I put all the tools in this toolkit with a guidebook and I went to China, got myself on a plane, went to Taiwan, and I was simultaneously getting a deal with HSN to have my own show. So HSN actually introduced me to this manufacturer in Taiwan where I went and they invested a million dollars to create all the molds for the proprietary tools that I created. 
So we manufactured all these products. So it wasn't a licensing deal to begin with. It was actually a manufacturing deal. Where yes. I would hold, they would hold the inventory, but I would make the spread between what I would sell it to the retailer because we were the sales arm. They didn't do any of the selling, you know, we're licensed. Yes, they do the, sale they do the selling and the distribution. Yes. Yeah, we were actually doing our own sales. So I was cold calling Home Depot, JCPenney, Bed Bath & Beyond, the container store and opening all these doors. And before I knew it, um, we were in 20,000 doors between Target and Walmart. I mean, it was insane. It was insane. What, where is this toolkit? So the toolkit had many different Such a good, I, I mean, it was great. Yeah, I mean, the toolkit went from, I mean, you know a lot about manufacturing. So the top of the toolkit was an injection molded yes. base and the bottom was blow molded. And it was quite expensive to make. So we weren't actually making money on the tools. I was making money because I got a book deal, you know, to write my own line of books. Um, I had a TV show on the Wii Network. So we were doing those types of deals. So I was making money on the media front, but we were creating like the roadside safety kit. So if a woman got stuck on the side of the road, she would know what to do. And a college dorm survival kit for girls. I remember, I remember yeah. the college dorm survival kit, yes. So we did all of that and um, it was quite a success. And I still have variations of the toolkits. So the toolkits went from being like $69.99 and knowing that was not the right price point to $49.99 to $39.99 to $29.99. So currently we have um, a couple toolkits right now being sold for $39.99 on my website. That's that's good. I mean, retailers should still have this. Women need yeah. this. We got to reboost this. I know. I know. I've been you know, thinking, separate from the website yeah. in major retailers. Margaret, maybe you need to be my partner in this. Yes, I think I do yeah. because we need this toolkit. Because I always say, I'm always, listen, Joe, I'm always waiting around for Joe to do it. I get lazy. Lexi's very capable. Yes, I bought a screwdriver this morning, actually, at Home you Depot. Did? I bought myself a new screwdriver. I treated myself. Yeah, my husband can't do anything, so I do everything. <laughs> so I'm with you. Every woman needs to know how to do this stuff. Absolutely. Yes, and I, absolutely. But especially, I love the dorm. I think the dorm kit has to be reignited. Yeah. I think everything has to be rebooted. Yes. Because it was so important. I remember my girlfriend had bought me the toolkit when I lived yes. with my ex-husband because poor Jan could not fucking even change a light bulb. I mean, that's why I wound up <laughs> I think I think I was a little ahead of my time at, you know, at the time, you know, it was before DIY and people weren't, women weren't as motivated to do things like they are now. I mean, I think women have come such a long way, even in the past 20 years, and they really want to do things on their own and be independent and self-sufficient. Yeah. Tell me about, so what was your first book, you had your first book out at, you know, you wrote a book that was, um, I mean, Heels of Steel novel. Your first book was more about the construction. Yeah, my first book was called Room for Improvement. And that was really a book on how people can add style and pizzazz to their home on a dime. So they want to live like maybe a celebrity, but they don't have the pocketbook. Well, I was going to yeah. give them all the ideas on a bargain, how to do it on a bargain. I feel like you and I are so yeah. similar because that's what I say, caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. You exactly. know, I feel like it's the exact same. Yeah, you're totally, I feel the the same way because I just feel like I can make anything look good on a budget. Yeah. Like I'm great at throwing a party on a budget. They could, you know, outfits listen, sometimes, yeah, outfits on a budget. I'm great mm -hmm. at the high and low. So I feel like you and I are so similar. That's why I was so drawn to you 
because I, I knew, I knew you from when you, you know, when I saw you with your toolkits from a long time ago. So when you went on the show, I was so super excited because I was like, great. There's like a self-made woman, yeah. she's a businesswoman, super exciting. Have you been leaving the house? I not have been leaving the house. I've not been leaving the house. I mean, because Joe goes to work because he's an essential worker, but the mod likes to stay home. Though we still have to do business. We do. We have to ship orders. We have to get samples out. We have to get our designs out there. I know. And you know what's amazing? We've yeah. been using stamps.com. That's right. Stamps.com. Totally fabulous. I just absolutely love it. Because you know why? You do your postage from home. It's cheaper than UPS. 40 freaking percent cheaper. It's great. Anything because, you could do in the post office, you yeah. could do on stamps.com. Yeah. They give you better rates. You still could use UPS, but USPS... UPS, UPS, it does your shipping. It's amazing. And UPS, you get 62% discount. No, 62%. On U, on UPS. Wow. 40% 40 on USPS, five cents off every single first class stamp. I mean, and it just makes life so much easier. Who the hell feels like going to the post office and life in general? I just don't even like yeah. COVID, no COVID. I don't want to go to the post office. Not I'm not in the mood. That's not one of my activities. When I'm out of the house, it's not where I feel like going to the post office. Not Makes it all. nice and easy. And you just do your own, you know, you can weigh your own stuff. They send you a scale. It's, it's true. It makes life just so easy. Stamps.com is absolutely the best. Mark Singer has been using it forever, actually. Yeah, she's been onto it for a long time. And I want to make sure I give the listeners the exact correct information on this. Because it's yes. so good. It is so good. Everybody should be using Stamps.com. It's, it's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. So right now, the listeners get a special offer that mm -hmm. includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a, a digital scale without any long-term commitment. So just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in caviar, C-A-V-I-A-R. That's stamps.com and enter caviar. So what made you go on Housewives New York? I know like you were friends with Luann. I know you were doing it. Your business obviously was successful. You didn't need it for money or anything like that? Were you just like, this is a time in my life? Like, what was it? Well, I think it was, a, well, number one, my book, Heels of Steel, if I could just, yes. I, you know, I mean, this was like, I, I don't even know the deepest part of me when I wrote it. I did have, you know, a ghostwriter, but it was written a lot from the first 14,000 words were written by me. And then I needed help developing some of the arcs of the story. Um, but that was a big a big reason why I went on Housewives. But another reason was, I mean, I was friends with Luann. Um, I think at this, at that point in my life, I felt confident, number one. And number two, I thought it was the right time for women to know that there were women out there that came from nothing, that had no resources, that built a big business, a multi-million dollar business yes. on their own without the help of anyone, like no money, no family, no banks, no nothing, just a lot of sweat equity. And I, I thought from talking to the producers that they really wanted to show that element. That, mm -hmm. and, and that's really why I did it. I thought it would be great for women to see. Yeah. I felt like you, I didn't, they didn't show enough of your business. Yeah. yeah. I know. You know what it is? People and. You know, I always say I'm about my business too. And sometimes people love to see the women going out together and this and that. And, and they, they'll film your, your business, but sometimes you don't see as much as you, as you know, people really want, because like, I knew a lot about your business mm -hmm. 
and things like that because I hyper focus on that. But I think people didn't get the real essence of Barbara because you are so smart, so successful, so interesting. You know, and I think it's so hard. Fighting fighting with Dorinda, fighting with, you know, Ramona. I mean, that took up so much of my effort and time. And also, you know, I was, I started as a housewife and then as it went along at the end, I became a friend. So when you're a friend, they don't show businesses. That's true. That's true. I forgot that. I felt like you were a housewife, you know what I mean? they, They filmed me on my job site, so much footage. But when it it was decided that, you know, I wasn't all in, you know, after all the fighting, I just, and, and the drunkenness, and I said, this, this is not, it's not for me. It's not for me like this. I mean, it could be for me if it was a little different, but as it, as it, you know, as, as I was filming, I was becoming more and more disheartened over it. Who's more difficult, the men that you've encountered on construction sites or, and bad mannered, or the women that you filmed with on New York? I think the women, you know, I really do because it's, it's not rational, you know, at least when you're in business and you're discussing, you know, a problem or a solution to a problem, there's like a back and forth and a give and take. And, you know, people are um, conscious of letting the other person talk and express their opinions. There was nothing rational about dealing with a couple of the housewives on that show. Are you, so, are you, oh, are you still, to- are you still talking to anybody on the show? Um, when I see Tinsley, like Tinsley and I will, will talk for sure. And Bethany and I, um, will, but, um, I reached out so- to Sonia. I haven't heard from her just, you know, break a leg with the new season. Yes. Um, and Luann and I are no longer friends. And it's sad, um, cause you guys sad. had a friendship for a long time. 14 years. That's you would so think, sad. especially 14 years, you think during this COVID crisis, maybe you guys could make up. You would think, Marjorie. You're I mean, both out in the Hamptons now. Are you, you're in East Hampton, right? Yeah, I'm in East. She, um, she is very stubborn and she is, um, it's all about the surface with her. I mean, Luann is the type of person you can go out and have a great time with and she'll be really nice, but you can't go deep with her. And anytime there's any kind of like, Let's talk about our friendship. What do you think about this? She doesn't want to deal with it. It's like if there's a roadblock right there. And, you know, at the end of the day, she threw me under the bus on the show. I did everything to protect her. I was her soldier, like not only on the show, but I was her power of attorney. I um, protected her from uh, her lawsuits. I protected her from wiring hundreds of thousands of dollars. She would have been a lot poorer today than she is if it wasn't for me. So I, I took a lot of effort and energy just not to get thanks from her because that's what friends do. Yeah, that's what friends do. But I didn't expect her to throw me under the bus on the show either. So no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because you know what? The world needs to see more of you, but I think you're going to have bigger things that focus on your business. You know what I also love about Barbara? She speaks in such a therapeutic way. She does. She's very therapeutic. I love we it. could all use a little therapy in life. If we've got goals that we want to achieve, if there's things affecting our I happiness. love therapy. And you know why I love therapy? Why? Because I always feel better about myself. And, I, and someone listens to me. And now that we're, you know, you know what I love? Because people always complain I can't find a great therapist. So I've been referring better help. Better help is 
amazing. It's available worldwide. Mm -hmm. It's right there. You get connected with a therapist. You could start getting therapy within 24 hours. Yes. BetterHelp is an online therapist. All different kinds of therapists on BetterHelp. It's for couples. It could be for teens. It could be for yourself. So I don't want to hear crap that you can't find a great therapist Mm -hmm. because this is it's not an emergency hotline. This is for regular ongoing therapy. And we all should be in therapy. Yes. Everybody, I don't give a crap. Everybody has baggage. Everybody needs therapy. So I tell all my friends, go to therapy. Don't, don't be telling me you need help. Better help is the best thing. So I love to be referring them, working with them. I mean, listen to some of these reviews that people are using. I mean, this is like every freaking day, someone writes an amazing review on better help. Here we go. I'm going to tell you, because these therapists are tailored for your needs too. So you match with someone perfect for you. Yes. So this is written about one of the counselors, Hannon, and she'd been working with someone for three weeks on issues concerning stress, anxiety, relationship issues, family conflicts, and self-esteem. So she said, Hannon is like ordering the perfect coffee. And she's a coffee connoisseur here. She fits the order to precision. Everything I was hoping for. She really hears what I'm saying and gives great help in handling situations that I have had difficulty seeing in a healthy light. Each week is an improvement in my relationships. Kind, understanding, and judgment-free. So excited to have her in my life. That's so good. I mean, people, you, you get to pick the therapist. They have all different kinds of therapists on there. You get to read their reviews. You find one that fits you perfectly. It's less expensive mm-hmm. than traditional therapy. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to look amazing. It's not an effort. You schedule it on your time. BetterHelp is the perfect thing for therapy. That's right. So if you visit betterhelp.com, and that's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com forward slash caviar, C-A-V-I-A-R, and you could join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash caviar. 10% is a good savings. And therapy is needed by everybody. I don't care what you say. Betterhelp.com. I, I know I'm going to be yeah, needing a little extra therapy. I have a lot of goals I want to achieve. And all these women yeah. are inspiring yes, me. Yes, like, I God, love I it. i got to get my head straight. What's going, I mean, I know you're doing big construction jobs. You have exciting things going on. Do you see yourself doing any other type of shows? Because I could see you doing like, you know, an HGT or other types of shows. Yeah, I mean, I signed a deal with Dorsey Pictures, um, which is a production company uh, out of Denver, Colorado, a couple months ago. That's exciting. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I did get word that HGTV is very, very, very interested right now. So I'm praying. And actually, HBO Max was very interested. But because Bethany got a show on HBO Max, they didn't want to have two former Bravo people. But um, I think HGTV is um, going to be my home. Well, I could I yeah. could see that because you know what you do you're doing construction, you're doing all exciting things like that, and I, and I think that's probably your wheelhouse, totally your wheelhouse to be doing something exciting like that. Yeah, I think though, like I. I wish sometimes that I could have had a do-over on Housewives. You know, you know, like the first time you're just getting your feet wet and you're not really sure how to how to act or what to do or is this is this really happening? Like a lot of times I ask myself, is this really happening? You know, but if I feel like if I had another opportunity, it might be different. 
for me. Um, I might be more comfortable. I might be more understanding of what's happening. Um, but I understand, you know, how they felt and their decision. And I just think that it was a great experience overall. So, you know, I just think it was a great platform. I learned so much from it. I, I really enjoyed working with the producers. And, you know, you could never say an experience like that was a bad experience. It was, it was a great experience. No, for sure. And it also, I think it catapults you into something else. Mm -hmm. Everything, yeah. you know, catapults you into, into definitely into something else. A hundred percent. It's like this got you into, you know, your, your next adventure. So it really like put you back in the, not that you weren't in the forefront anyway, but I think it put you more in the public eye again. You were in the public eye, you start, went back into construction. So then you go back in the public eye. And I think, you know, and now people get to know another side of you. Which, which, is, which is super exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, um, whether I can help people in construction in their home or whether I can help women in business or keep writing my novels because I absolutely love to write. It's like my passion. Um, you know, I think that you're right, that it, there was a reason for me being on the show and it's not the last that you're going to see of me. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, not at all. And then you and I have the other thing in common. You and I both went to Dr. Appa. We got it. We have a lot in common. Yeah. Look at our teeth. Look at our teeth. You guys look amazing. I'm going to keep my mask. I, mean, I know. They're so white. I know. I know. I have to do my bottom stuff. I didn't have a chance yet. I didn't do, oh, you didn't do your bottoms. Oh, you can't tell. I, know, I have good bottoms, but I have to bleach them. And good. I haven't I had a chance yet because we went right into quarantine yeah. and I haven't gone back yet, but I'm so thrilled. I mean, he is pretty amazing, right? He really is. And he's really hot too. I wish he, he was very high. handsome. He looks like one of my sons. See, I don't talk about my kids on the show, so, but, but my son who's 23, who I don't talk about at all. He actually is tall and thin yeah. like that. He is. It's so, so weird. Look. So are you in Inglewood right now? I'm in Inglewood. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. I feel like this entire time we've been quarantining, that's I'm so excited. Yeah. It's like I talk about, you know, I've been wor worried about my house, my rugs, my this. All I do is, poor Lexi, all I do is talk about the construction. <laughs> we just got another wallpaper delivery today. A beautiful, a beautiful Missoni oh, yeah. wallpaper delivery Sick. for, uh, I call it the lobby, which is really the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, it's a lobby. I saw it. I saw it on your um, tour. You called it the lobby. I know the lobby because it reminds me of like, listen, this house is 110 years old. It happened. It's all the spaces are very big. Like, you know, like yeah, the scale. scale is very large. So it's very funny. So, but Joe was like, oh, I got to get this a scaffolding and this and that. And he does a beautiful job on wallpaper and he's really, really particular. So your husband does wallpaper as well? Yeah. He, it was funny. We were going to have people do wallpaper and then because we went into this shelter in place, I was like, oh my God, we have wallpaper all over. He did the wallpaper. So I'm going to send you a video once we hang up of him doing it. It's, it's meticulous. Meticulous. Really? He's what like amazing. Unbelievable. What does the Missoni look like? The Missoni it's, wallpaper. It's like a typical Missoni, you know, with Chevron, but multicolor with some metallic in it. It's pretty beautiful. beautiful. That's got to be gorgeous. Yeah, I'm very... Um, what do I say? This, <laughs> this was morning, I, this says. morning. I said something crazy. I want my house. I want it's sparkly, but I want my house to be like um, a rock and roll lodge that someone looks like they would have an overdose in, but not really does. <laughs> 
You, I mean, I love that you just said that. You don't even know. That just described me to a T, and I didn't even know how to ever say it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. Because that's what I feel like. It's just like, yeah, a rock yeah. and roll lodge that someone would have an overdose in, but they're not going to die. Like yeah. maybe like the Rolling Stones would be here and maybe took too many drugs and passed out for three days and then woke up. But, you know, it's like a, an old vintagey hotel vibe, but yeah cool and modern that's the kind of look I like I love that look I'm not I'm not into basic bitch yeah yeah me neither you know not that's why I, well I have some sparkles right? I love sparkle I love sparkle but I love a lot of wallpaper and and cuckoo-ness that's why I can't wait till this is over so you can come over yeah I know I'm dying to come over and see your house my house is pretty white you know it's but so I love white white is also a cool mm -hmm. statement white it's is beachy I'm right by the beach so yeah white is very beachy is it yeah. very beachy I love you Sam are you enjoying your time there during this I really am. I, I love it here so much. I go to the beach every day. I jog, I walk. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm working from home. I'm, I'm doing things like this. I'm writing the sequel to my book. I'm, I'm doing a lot. Oh, so do you have a title for your new book? The, the working title is called After the Storm because it goes back to the, she goes back to the Bronx and there's a category five hurricane that happens. And, but now we're talking about murder and it becomes like a little bit of a suspense drama mystery. I haven't read Heels of Steel, but now I'm going to read it. Now I'm going to read it. You, are, you have to. Yes, yeah, so I'm so well. sorry I haven't read it yet. But now that I'm home, I could yeah. absolutely read it. Now, wait, is it like semi-autobiographical? Is there like, there's parts of your life, obviously, the Bronx and this and that? I have to say a lot of it, all of it actually is based on my story. I mean, there's something, even the romance side of it is based on something that actually happened. My ex-husband's in here, my son's in here, you know, every, but the reason that I wrote the novel was because, you know, I didn't want to end up in the East River. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot, everybody's name obviously has changed. And I mean, if you read it, like when I read it, it's like so authentic. It's so much of me and my voice and what happened. So if you want a great story about how to like, it's, it's actually also a story about resilience because I filed bankruptcy at one time in my life. Uh, me, too, um, me too. I'm a business. I did also. We have a lot yeah. in common. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, bankruptcy, I filed a personal bankruptcy. I filed a corporate bankruptcy before. And, you know, when you have 43 cents in your bank account and you can't imagine how you're going to and, and you've come from being a millionaire, a multimillionaire, yep. and then had come from nothing before that. There's two sides of it. There's one that says I've already, I have the strength in me to rebuild and I'm going to do sure. it again. And that's really what this book is all about. It's about resilience and especially now where we are with the world, like everybody's going to have to rebuild. And, you know, there's a lot of devastation that's, that's happened because of COVID-19. So that's why this book is so positive and it's about coming from nothing and making it and losing it and building it again and that's really yeah, that's what it's so important i'm so yeah. super excited i can't wait, to, wait read to read it and then now that you're doing it my dog is going absolutely crazy <laughs> i know look at her she's like sitting next to me she's wearing almost oh no i just want to hold that i know is that not funny she's absolutely <laughs> insane 
Well, I am so excited. I cannot wait to be together after this. I feel like we're going to be like very close friends. I'm so excited. I I know you and I are like, I feel like we're going to be like kismet, you know, yes. I know. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. And I'm going to talk to you after this is over. Um, Lexi, you're going to wrap it up. But thank you, Barbara. And I'm so excited. So tell us everybody where they could find you. Um, Where you can find Heels of Steel is uh, Amazon, Walmart.com, Target.com, and BarnesandNoble.com. And then then on Instagram, where should they follow you? Um, Instagram, you can follow me at Miss Barbara K. Miss Barbara K. Follow yeah. Miss Barbara Kay because she is so smart and fast. <laughs> yes. And thank you guys. It was so great to like see your faces. And, oh, I love it. You, you look know. great. You Jesus, do. you look fabulous. Is that, wait, can I ask you a person? Is that all your hair? Yeah. Wow, you have oh, good thick hair. So my, you should, my mother is 82 years old. She's got so much hair. It's crazy. I love it. What's your ethnicity? Are you Russian? What are you? Russian. Russian, Russian and Jew? Austin. What? Are you Jewish? Yeah, Jewish. Russian Jewish. Yeah. I love it. So good. You look great. I'm so jealous. All that hair. These Hungarians, I don't don't have the good hair. No, the British girl's not (laughs) known for that good hair either. It's all that bleach. We ruined the hair with the bleach. You know what? When I was blonde, I was really blonde at one time. Like, I tried to get as blonde as you. I had no hair. So. I know I was always like very blonde as a child. Now I have to like bleach the crap out of my hair, but I don't care. I can't not be blonde. It's I have a tattoo that says the blonde. I mean, therefore, I have to stay blonde. You've committed to your cause. I've committed to my cause. Do you like tuna fish? What? Do I like mm-hmm. tuna fish? Yes. Yeah. That's not why the caviar. Caviar dreams tuna fish budget. I just, you know, I just feel like, <laughs> you know, I always, even as a child, caviar dreams. And, you know, we weren't rich. So I was like, you know, we might like caviar, but we have to live on tuna. Where'd you grow up? I Excuse grew me. up. I was born in New Jersey. I grew up in Mayapack, New York. You do around the lake. Around, around the lake. lake. Uh-huh. Um, grew up there and then went to FIT, moved to the city, and then moved to Tenafly, New Jersey with my first husband. He lived here when I was 24. So I've been in te- back in New Jersey since I was 24. Now I'm 53. So I love Mayapak. It's beautiful up there. Mayapak's great. I was there actually. I had to drive up there during the quarantine because Joe had to go look at some jobs. So we we drove up there. I know. Is that not funny? Yeah. Mayapak girl. Oh, you know, I wanted to just mention the Weinstein project, if you guys like. Yes, of course. Yes. Tell me. Yeah, I just, um, I wanted to mention that because I thought it was such um, a pivotal point in the time of where we are in the world for Harvey Weinstein to be, to go to jail because of raping. Uh, Yes. um, Two women and that I, my company was hired to demolish his offices Congrats. Congrats. That is so so symbolic. So symbolic. So that's amazing. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Weinstein project demolished that dickhead. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I actually took pieces of drywall when they were demolishing it because I was thinking of framing it and, and, you know, giving it to the women that, um, you know, were support. Good. And by the way, you could also auction it off and give it to a fund. Oh, that's a good idea. You could give yeah. it to the woman and you that's can auction it off and, and give it to a fund. That's a really good idea. And we could yeah, do like a little a fundraiser. Idea. We could have yeah. people. Yeah. That's a great idea. To victims. Yeah, we definitely should do that. Perfect idea. Victims okay. of abuse. You're always so good. Thinking, right? we're, we're both thinking. We're both big thinkers. All right. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. you okay. Guys. I'll talk to you this week. Yeah.
Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, Bye Barbara. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yet again, another incredible woman that I am so inspired by. I'm a little obsessed with her. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, everybody should be obsessed with her. Barbara was yeah. great. Great, great, great. You know what it is? I think you don't always get to see everybody's personality mm. and every side of their personality on a reality show. Unlike me, where you get to see the real Modge on Housewives in New Jersey. You didn't get to see the real Barbara on Housewives in New York. She actually would have been great on New Jersey. Yeah, I could have had her on the Jersey. We would have been BFFs yeah. for sure. You guys would have had a great run on Jersey. I just think you had to cut out for that New York cast or you're not. You're exactly. Though I could switch to New York yes. temporarily. Yes. Because I don't catch up. But I, I think I, I can handle handle those girls. Some good friends at Dorinda. Yeah. I could take it back. I mean, they're all much skinnier than me. But I, I could do it. That's all right. Well, they're all drinking. You could be even. Yeah, right. well, they, yeah, while they're all drinking, I think I could take, you know. Yell at Ramona. Yeah. Well, then do that. Anyway. Get over it. I yell at her anyway. I mean, even though I love her, I yell at her. But anyway, I think Barbara was just so great. She really was. She was just amazing. I love that she's writing a sequel to her book. Yep. I think the writing is so, it's so brave because although she's done all these incredible things to open up her soul and put her thoughts and her life on paper, even though it is. A novel. Yes. It does come from a place of someone that's brave. She's it is. She's really, she's and a I, And I hope she winds up getting her own show because I think it's interesting. It, yeah. It, and she has a lot of advice and she's, she wants to help women and it's women in construction and she's done it. It's, she's the real freaking deal. Yeah, I hope that's inspirational up. to everybody because listen, she's gone personal bankrupt. She's had bankruptcy mm-hmm. in her business. I've had bankruptcy in my business. You take hits. And it's about making a comeback and how the resiliency. And that's what she said. It's about really being resilient. I think resilience is the most underrated quality that, that we all need. I know when, when resilience is low, you could barely do anything. And, yes. And all the women we've had on have an incredible level of resilience. And men have resilience. Also. Yeah. I don't want to, and, and this isn't just about women. No. Men also have resilience. Cause I love men just as much as I, I mean, I might love women. Uh, more meaning to the fact is that we do a lot more. Not that I don't love men. And I love my one. husband. I am a woman. <laughs> but uh, whatever it is, we're all fluid. And I have fluids because I'm menstrual. <laughs> and I'm menstrual right now. I have extra fluids. So on that note, we're going to end it right there. Oh my God. We are going to see Keep dreaming, you. Can we are dreamers. Now also with video. So we're video so you can see me right <laughs> now with my weave, with my weave on. I put it on yeah. just for you guys so I could look better. I hope no one's bitching. There's no filters. Everyone's like, Marge, don't have a filter, don't have a filter. I don't have a freaking filter on this video, just so you know. And also, if you want to write a review complaining now about my face as well as my voice, feel free. Why not? Go for it. Yeah, feel free. Go for it. Um, so with twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, new episodes will come out by 7 a.m. And we will have video up on our YouTube channel. And you can find us at Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget mm-hmm. on Instagram, The Real Margaret Josephs, The Life of Mrs. B. And you can go to Margaret Justice's website on the Caviar Dreams at little tab and you'll find everything right there. Everything right there. And I love you guys. Please stay safe and healthy. Seriously, so blessed that you guys follow us. And uh, I'm happy I'm in your life and I'm lucky to have you guys in my life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Keep dreaming, Caviar Dreamers.